0: Ashley Brock, reading Dolores Fawson's book, Grayson, chapter 19. The pain seared through her when she eased off the hospital bed and into the wheelchair, but Eve tried not to react visibly. She didn't want Dr. Masters to see the pain on her face because he would only give her more hassle about leaving. There was no way she wanted to spend the rest of Christmas Day in a hospital. Besides, if she stayed, she would go stark raving mad. Every moment... She was in that bed, she thought of Grayson and of the life that she nearly gotten to have as mother. You know how I feel about this, the doctor grumbled. It was a paraphrase of the grumble he had been doing out doing out since she insisted on going home. So yes, she did know how the doctor felt. He wanted her to stay put one more day, even at the risk of her sanity. However, the moment he signed the release papers, Eve snatched them from his hand. Doctor Masters gave her a flat at least tell me you'll be with family or friends that you're going home alone you're not going home alone. I won't be alone, she lied. Slat looked and testified. You told the nurse to tell the Rylans that you couldn't have any visitors, as you weren't too much pain. I lied about that and that was the truth. She had told that that lie, not because of the pain, well not the physical pain anyway, but she couldn't bear the thought of saying goodbye to Grayson again. Once she was home, had recovered, she would email his brothers and thank them for well, for being there when it counted most. doctor Smaster scribbled something on another piece of paper and handed it here. The script for pain meds and antibiotics, he explained. The antibiotics were a necessity, but not the drug for pain. The pain was right there, stabbing through her, but she didn't want to put any more drugs in her body in case there was a minuscule chance that she might be pregnant. Yes, it was a pipe dream, but Eve was gonna hold on to it until pregnancy tests proved otherwise. I can't talk to you out I can't talk you out of this, the doctor asked, grabbed the back of a wheelchair when Eve tried wheel to wheel herself to the No, I've made up my mind. He gave her a heavy sigh followed by a nod, and he stepped behind her so he could wheel her toward the door. With any luck, the taxi she called would be waiting and could take her to her condo. She also phoned the super because she didn't have her keys. He had promised to meet her there and let her in. Then she could get some cash to pay the taxi driver. What should I tell the Rylans when they show up? Dr. Masters asked, and they would show up. Tell them I made a miraculous recovery and that I'm spending the holiday with friends. The doctor made a sound of disapproval, but willed her out anyway. The taxis meet me at the back of the building. She let him know another sound of disapproval, but he went in that direction anyway. Eve looked over her shoulder. No sign of grayson. She tried to convince herself that was a good thing. The tears came anyway. She blinked them back and realized that the pain in her side was nothing compared to the piercing ache in her heart. Damn her. She had known not to get too close to Grayson, and she'd done it anyway. Again, the door slid open as they approached. The cold wind nearly robbed her of her breath. So did the man who stepped out onto the walkway. Not Grayson. Dade. He was there, right next to the taxi that was waiting for her. Dade smiled flashing those killer dimples that had probably coaxed many women into his bed. The dimples had never worked on Eve because, to her, Dade would always be the brother she never had. I asked at the front desk, Dade explained, and the nurse said you were checking out early. Since I didn't see you out front, I figured I'd check back here. He tipped his head to the taxi, going somewhere. It was a friendly enough question, but there was concern in his voice. I need to get home. Eve kept it at that. She gave the doctor a nod of reassurance that all was well, and he went back inside. Right. You need to get home. they repeated. Blew out his breath as if he resigned to the fact that they weren't going to have a real discussion. Want me to drive you? He shook her head. It's Christmas, and you should be with your family. The taxi will get me home just fine. Another nod. He reached in his jean pocket, pulled out something and walked your Christmas present. You know, sorry, but I didn't have time to wrap it they caught onto her hand, dropped something into her palm. A silver concho. He knew exactly what this was. One of the silver conchos that Boone Rylan had given to all six of his sons before he walked out on them and their mother. She looked at shook her head. I thought you threw yours in the creek. they chuckled. I had this one made for you a while back, but never got around to giving it to you. I figured this was a good time. Her mind slipped back to all those years ago. She could see the hurt teenager whose father had run out on him. The country was a reminder of both the pain from the loss and the family that Boone Rylan had had made. Thank you, she managed to say despite the massive lump in her I always thought you should have one, Dade added. And if you decide to throw it in the creek, put a bullet in it, or drape it around a picture frame, it's your right. He stooped down so he's eye level with her, and he caught on her. Eve, you're Ryland, and you belong with Grayson. The tears threatened again, so he hoped that day he thought the cold wind was from... Fun- I can't have Grayson. She said she put the concho on her lap so her hands would be free to wheel the chair to the taxi cab. But Dave took them. Because Grayson, she's stubborn and proud. No, because he's Grayson. She managed to smile when Dade helped her into the back of the taxi. She made sure she had hold of the concho and then closed her hand around it. Dade brushed a kiss on her. I can't do anything to change your mind. She didn't even have to think about this. No. Eva had seen Grayson's reaction the night before, felt guilty for her injury, guilty that the bullet had almost certainly cost her a baby, that guilt would eat away at him, and he would come to her and try to make things right. (laughs) Eventually, they'd land in bed again, and eventually the old feelings and wounds would resurface, and Grayson would resent her for forcing a relationship on him that he didn't want. I can tolerate a lot of things in life. She whispered to Nate, But I refuse to be the person who brings Grayson Ryland to his knees. I love him too much for that. Thankfully, Nate didn't argue. didn't question her or her logic. He simply smiled. Shut the taxi door and waved goodbye. Eve pressed her hand in the concha to her heart, hoping it would ease the pain. But that was asking a lot from a little piece of silver, even if this piece of silver was one of the most precious gifts she'd ever received. She definitely wouldn't throw it in the creek or put a bullet in it. She would keep it close to her heart. Eve waited until the driver was out of the parking lot before she broke down and cried. End of chapter 19.